Welcome back to the Literary Lounge. I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And today we are going to be reviewing the book Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Um, today's food that we're featuring. <laughs> so normally we do a cocktail um, or we'll promote like a local beer or wine, but we decided to switch gears and we are actually promoting Nadia's Cakes. So the author, Abby Jimenez, actually owns the Nadia's Cakes company and mm -hmm. they have several different locations in the Twin Cities or maybe just a few. Um, I stopped at the Maple Grove one to pick these up. As you can see, we've already tapped into them. Um, we're not going to eat on the podcast, so you guys don't have to listen to us chew, uh, <laughs> but can definitely vouch for them. They're super good. I tried like the brownie cupcake. You had the I had, tropical. Like, the, yeah, it was like tropical paradise or something like that. It was like a pineapple cupcake with like coconut on it. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, they're super good. I'd never been there before or tried like her cakes before. And I went in there. It was so cute. Mm -hmm. And then like all of her books were like displayed like in the back. You could like purchase them at the counter. Um, or she had like different signs like promoting her different books. Um, so it was just like I was really into it because I, I like I've read a few of her books and I liked them. And I just, yeah, definitely be going back. Yeah. I've had her cupcakes a lot. <laughs> I've tried like a lot of the different flavors. They're really, really good. They're actually probably like one of my favorites. She's probably one of my favorite bakeries. So nice. Yeah. It's right in town too. So it's nice yeah, and close. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cool. Um, as you can see, we have a different studio. Yeah. Kind of. Mm -hmm. We moved rooms in Paige's house. Yeah. yeah. So we're still adjusting to that. And then being on opposite sides of the couch is like throwing me off a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like a bad change. It's just a change you yeah know? it's just like different than what we're used to for so. sure yeah I might be able to play around with like the chords to see if we can like go back to our normal sides but we'll see no this is okay All I don't right. care it's, it's just different <laughs> yeah get used to it yeah so question of the week before we get into the book what is your favorite dessert um my overall favorite dessert is creme brulee I love creme brulee, but like lately, because I'm pregnant, I've been craving cake, which mm -hmm. is very convenient for today's episode. Yeah. But like we, I just had a baby shower. My mom's birthday just happened. We had another birthday last week for my cousin. So like I've had a lot of cake in the last like two weeks and I literally crave cake every single day now. <laughs> so yeah, right now it's cake, but usually creme brulee. Nice. What about yours? Um, I would probably just say like, I, I mean, I love chocolate. So probably like brownies. Oh, okay. Because I honestly, I just want chocolate like in any form really. <laughs> yeah. But I actually prefer like a brownie over chocolate cake. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like the density or mm -hmm. consistency of it. Like I just prefer like a thicker like brownie over like a fluffy, you know, cake recipe. Yeah. Um, brownies are so like moist. I know. <laughs> they are. <laughs> All right, well, should we get started with this book? Let's do it. Sounds good. All right, so spoilers coming. If you haven't read the book, you should hop off, go read it, and then come back once you finish. But let's start walking through, like, the major events of the book. Mm -hmm. um, so... 
It focuses on two emergency room doctors, Brianna Oritz and Jacob Maddox. Um, they're both kind of recovering from like super messy breakups right now. Mm-hmm. Brianna is going through a divorce and Jacob is just like dealing with a breakup from his girlfriend. Um, we can dive into that a little bit because they are very messy. Yeah. So from what I remember, Brianna's ex, I don't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he cheated on her with her best friend or like one of her really close friends. Yeah. Did he, if I'm, so I read this a few months ago, but if I'm remembering, did he like work with her? Mm-hmm. And so, but then like Brianna was friends with them or well, I mean, would yeah. hang out with them or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So they were like kind of tight. Yep. And then the girl like was also married. So like they kind of like, they both like had affairs. An affair. Yeah. Yeah. And then like one point that she like makes during the story is how Brianna and her husband like went to that friend's wedding. I think her name was like Kate or something, wasn't it? I don't remember. I think her I started name. with a K. But anyway, they went to her wedding and I guess her ex husband was just like, distraught and like getting super drunk and like kind of just like causing a scene yeah. at their wedding and like Ick. obviously very upset yeah so that's kind of gross do you want to kind of dive into jacob's yeah messy situation so he had a relationship with like another doctor at the first hospital that i was working at before he relocated to the one that's that where they both work at during this book mm-hmm. um but so he was dating amy and they ended up just like separating for like I don't know mutual agreement that like just things weren't working out between them or they just like really weren't compatible I guess after they but they had been together for like a few years I think or maybe a year at least um and then Amy she like starts dating his brother like I don't know a couple months after three months yeah Yeah. so um he's like weirdly fine with it but it's still awkward as hell yeah yeah, he wasn't, like, I remember he said, like, he wasn't fine with it in the beginning, but, like, now he's just, like, so desperate to, like, make sure everyone believes he's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's such an awkward situation. Obviously terrible. I don't know who would actually do that. Yeah. But, yeah. And so. his family's actually being, like, meaner about it than he is. Yeah, which like, I they're actually They're like, oh, I'm not going to the wedding because, like, they're engaged. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah screw them mm-hmm. <laughs> like at least they're like being supportive of like the right right like the they right can in the tell the difference you know? between right and wrong here yeah 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 so um they meet uh brianna is trying to like run for like chief of emergency medicine mm-hmm. um because the current chief is like retiring and Jacob just started in the department and he was he came from another hospital where he was chief there. Mm-hmm. And Brianna starts to think that this guy is like trying to steal the chief spot from her. Mm-hmm. And like on his first day, he like had seven patients like die on him. So they called him like the doctor of death or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So she thinks that he's like trying to get her job. And she like goes to see the chief of medicine and kind of well he like set up a meeting with her and she thought she was going to get like offered the job mm-hmm. and the chief said that he was actually going to hold off his retirement because he thinks that Jacob should have a running in it too so like that just put like a really bad taste in her mouth about Jacob 
too. Right. So, <laughs> and we know too that he has like really bad social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I think too, like sometimes with that sort of thing, it can rub people the wrong way because you don't necessarily understand why they are the way that they are, which I think is like, a you know, very unfair for a lot of people that deal with anxiety and like that would be me. Like I fall in that category. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people are like, I don't know if I come across as like unfriendly, but it's just harder for me to like make connections in the beginning. And so I feel like that's kind of what he was doing too. Like was a little standoffish and it was just like bothering the other nurses and like doctors and stuff where they were just like, I don't know about this guy. And Yeah. Well, even on top of that, having social anxiety and then also starting a new job, which is just like hard for most people Mm -hmm. as is like, I mean, you're probably going to come across a little standoffish. Yeah. And he's probably just like really preoccupied in his head. Like I got to figure out this new system, this new place Mm -hmm. and navigate all these personalities. And yeah. Um, so yeah, they do not start out on the right foot. They kind of had like a little run in and do each other with each other in the hallway where like Brianna like ran into him Mm -hmm. and he got like really mad about it, which this was before we even knew he had social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of just came across as like a jerk, but she like ran off and he like followed her and was going to like, he like kind of yelled at her and like Mm -hmm. scolded her. He like writes her a letter later on because he like knew he could tell she was like really pissed off at him. Mm -hmm. And so he like writes her a letter explaining it himself and like his social anxiety and then kind of like starts their friendship from now. Yeah. Yep. And then I think too, like he learns around this time too, like that she's dealing with her brother's like illness Mm-hmm. And his need for a kidney donor. Yeah. Um. So he, he kind of like too sees maybe like why she seems so stressed and all this stuff. Like there's, there's just a lot going on around her. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they like you said, they start like writing letters to each other and kind of like build a friendship. But kind of after they get through this whole like rough patch that they hit in the beginning, like what like what were your initial thoughts on the two of them? I guess like before we find out that Jacob has such like severe social anxiety or just Mm -hmm. anxiety in general I thought he was kind of a dick just the way he reacted to like the Mm run-in um Brianna first impression I mean everyone we don't really know much about her yet so it's kind of hard to like judge her we don't know a lot about either of them but like everyone seems to love Brianna there Mm -hmm. um so that alone just kind of like makes you kind of like her too, just like wondering why everyone likes her so much. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I liked her. Obviously, she has shit going on, mm-hmm. but she seems like a very like strong, independent woman. Yeah. Just, I like the strong female lead. So mm-hmm. yeah. What were your first impressions of them? I had like kind of the opposite opinion, actually. Really? I thought she kind of mean girled him a little bit. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. But- so but like I wouldn't say I disliked her or like thought she was like. A bad character or anything I was yeah. just kind of like all right he's a new guy here like give him a little bit of a chance yeah um, she was definitely being a bitch to him yeah but yeah so I was kind of like oh uh, feeling kind of bad for him and I just thought he was like super sweet really yeah I don't know I didn't really think that I mean other than like kind of the hallway thing where he was kind of like watch where you're going or I don't know how he phrased it but like yeah other than that I mean I was kind of like oh you don't need to you know, go to that length. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was sweet and like 
I think it was pretty early on too where he like was patching up this kid and then he patched up like their teddy bear, their oh, doll yeah. or something. And I was like, that was oh, cute. my heart just like melted a little bit. I'm like, he's really sweet. So. Yeah. That was like around the time when like people were telling her that he's like actually a really good guy. Yeah. So yeah, obviously after that, like. Yeah. Then you're like, okay. Yeah. But before yeah. that, I mean, the author kind of wanted you to believe that he was a bad guy because like Brianna did and like she had to keep getting this like reassurance from everyone else that he actually is a good guy yeah so I don't know she kind of put like the first impression in my head the author did right and also like the whole thing with like the chief of emergency medicine position like you know with her being a female and stuff you're like oh you don't want to see this guy come in and like take it out from underneath her she's got tenure there like even if he does have the experience, it's kind of like, well, doesn't it matter that, you know, she's been loyal to them for however many years and's worked there? Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean nothing? Um, so that, you know, that too, you're kind of like rooting for her because you're like, yeah, a woman in, in a higher position, like we're, we love that, you know? For sure. That rubbed me the wrong way too. Like when the chief was like, oh yeah, we want to give this guy the option to run mm-hmm. against you. And it's like, because he's a man like that's yeah like, like he just got I, here yeah exactly I mean I know that so. a lot of times companies or I don't know hospitals are probably the same way where they do have people come in that have the experience and stuff but it's I don't know I'm always like a big fan of like somebody who's paid their dues you know exactly it's been there for a while I agree and she's a woman so you know there's mm-hmm. that yeah so moving forward they you know do the letters they have like that one I don't know, was it a weekend where he goes up to his cabin and they like talk on yeah. the phone for a few hours? He's literally sitting in the rain with his dog because he like doesn't want to get off the phone with her because he has cell service. Like, that was really cute. Yeah. And I was like, okay, typical like Minnesotan, like he's going to his cabin for the weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> we love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, so it's just like really cute watching like their relationship build. Um, I'm obsessed with his dog, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah. And it's a Bernese Mountain dog too. I love that. Cute. Yeah. Um, so it's just really fun, like, reading about them. Um, and I know they have, like, a lot of funny banter, too, like, during the book, where at one point she, like, asks him if he would punch her in the face for a million dollars. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny, actually. I uh, Did when, you ask David that? that question? No. I asked I, I was thinking about it. I think I was reading it because, like, I read this. Like, I finished it in one night. I read it till like, 4.30 in the morning. He was definitely sleeping by the time I got to that point. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I asked Nick if he would punch me in the face for a million dollars, and he said no, like, without hesitating, which is probably, like, the right response. But, like... But I was also kind of frustrated, like, she was with Jacob. Like, okay. Like it's a million dollars. <laughs> I know. I was, like, I would literally be, like, hit me. Like, I yeah. just would, like you know, want him to do it for a million dollars, but exactly. he's like, nope. Yeah. I know. I, would, I was like, I'd punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I'd punch him in the face for a million dollars. I'd punch Dave in the face for like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Fuck that. Pay off my student loans. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll get over it. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're both on the same page about it, like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I should ask him that. I'm actually going to ask him that tonight. All right. Well, let us know. I will. So as they're like developing this like friendship, Brianna finds out that, well, first Jacob got like tested to see if he's like a match for her brother's kidney mm-hmm. donor. And um, he is a match and he has decided to donate his kidney to her brother, but he wanted to do it anonymously. Mm-hmm. And so 
Brianna finds out from the chief, the current chief, that Jacob is the one that's donating the kidney to her brother. And obviously she's like super grateful. Um, and she like wants to return the favor. So Jacob asks to be her to be like his pretend girlfriend Mm -hmm. to the wedding and like all like the engagement parties, bachelorette party, bachelor party, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so like his family can see that he's like doing fine and it isn't like sad about Amy and his brother getting married. Like he just doesn't want to be doted on. Like he's just like, he wants to go and just like not have people worry about him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is valid. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was like an awkward time to like ask her though. Like, I feel like if he should have asked her before like this all happens, like at that restaurant when mm. she like came over to the table, because I'm sure she would have done it either way. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, here I'm donating the kidney. Oh, can you just like do this for me? Like, it's just kind of like a yeah. I mean, I guess it's exchange. kind of like you did. You're doing something nice for me. I'll like do something nice for you, sort of thing. Oh, I get that from like her point of view. Mm-hmm. It's just like a. It's I don't know. For me, like that would have been an awkward time to ask. <laughs> yeah, I guess at least but. like for me, I feel like their reasoning for fake dating is valid. Yeah, because like unlike we, love hypothesis, <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. Um, <laughs> you know, any other like cheesy books we've read in the past, like. We're just like, what? That literally makes no sense. Like, why Why would you go through this whole fake dating ruse, like, put everybody around you through it and lie to them over something so, like, trivial? Mm-hmm. And this, it's like, okay, that actually, like, I can get behind this for yeah. sure. No, I agree. That was, like, the first thing I, like, said to David, too. I'm like, this, like, is way better than Love Hypothesis. Like, <laughs> it has, like, the fake dating thing in it, but, like, it's not actually, like, like, it's valid. Like yeah, it's not some stupid reason that literally does not make any sense. Right. Yep. So um, that well, so the first thing that they do together is they go to the engagement party. Um, I mean, he's met a few. She's met some of his like family beforehand, but this is really like kind of the big thing, the big step they take together. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like just being thrown into this like chaos that is his family because he has like I don't know six or seven siblings. All their names start with J's. His yeah. mom is like a sex therapist, so she's very like um like doesn't have a problem Forward. talking about that yeah. stuff like in front of people. Literally, I was like actually kind of cringing in the beginning of the book where um she was I think Jacob was talking on the phone with like his mom and maybe one of his sisters or something, and his mom said something like, Well, don't you know that me and your father are sexual beings? Yeah, that was and gross. I just wanted to barf because I was like oh my God, if my parents like said something like that to me, I would like want to die. Hearing anybody use that phrase, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, you don't need to tell me that. Um. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> I thought the same thing. So just even talking about any of like that in front of your parents is just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if people have that kind of relationship with their parents, like happy for you, I do not. Like, yeah, same. And I'm fine with it like that. I don't need to, I don't need their details and they don't need mine. <laughs> same, yeah. <laughs> It's a little weird for me, but yeah. So they're kooky. Um, the siblings are all fun and different in their own ways. Um, the dad collects like taxidermy, and he's like big fan of roadkill. Like if you bring him like roadkill, he's like your new bestie. Um, the grandpa's funny, or he's like desperate for a cigarette. Yeah, he was my favorite character in this. Book. I thought he was so funny. There was like the one part where um, he goes up to Brianna, and he's like. 
go get me a pack of cigarettes or I'll tell Jacob you were hitting on me. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was so cute. It was so funny. And then she like went along with it too. Like, yeah, yeah I was hitting on him. <laughs> like, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, I liked the bird too. Jafar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kept swearing. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I guess Abby Jimenez is like a big animal person. Like she has like, I don't know how many pets she has or maybe like a few dogs or something, but like even in like part of your world, which we haven't really talked about that kind of relationship between these two books, but um, (laughs) okay, we're just laughing. I'm going to throw you under the bus. That's fine. So, okay. Right before we started this episode, we were just like skimming the outline quick, like what, you know, what things are going to hit on today. And Paige did not realize that like part of your world was like something that took place before this book and it had like similar characters like yeah. intermingled well, okay. between the two stories. To be completely fair though, we haven't read part of your world in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I forget books so fast. So I like need to like yeah, talk about them mm-hmm. ASAP after I read them and yeah, I just did not make that connection at all. Yeah. And none the names didn't even sound familiar to me. <laughs> Nothing did. Well, for me, I think like when I picked up on it was like the hospital. Like I was like, oh, made up hospital in Minneapolis. Okay. Like same author. Started putting two and two together. And then like they mention or the author mentions like in the book at one point how she calls like her friend. I don't even freaking remember her name. Alexis. Yeah. Um. I just, and she's like a doctor that lives in Southern Minnesota that opened a clinic. And I was like, okay, yep, that's it. Like that's, that's those people in the other book. Yeah. I didn't even recognize the hospital name. (laughs) Which then, um, we were talking about how Brianna like must've then been in part of your world. Like when, um, Alexis had like her friends come visit that, well, I don't want to spoil, I guess that book if, if our listeners haven't read it, but like there's a part where she has like her friends come visit her while she's like visiting her boyfriend at the time and like they are kind of like rude very about rude. his like yeah. he doesn't have a farm just like his life but his like he owns like a airbnb kind of thing or like a, a bed and breakfast type situation or whatever yeah and they go like stay there for the weekend and they're kind of like um just kind of like looking down on him i mm-hmm. felt like and i don't think she was like the really bitchy one but i think she was the other one that was still there and they were all like being weird yeah i can't really remember like which one she was but i thought they were all like kind of being bitchy yeah and they were all freaked out because the dog like knocked something over or whatever i was like oh, i love dogs like yeah that won't bother me mm-hmm. yeah i did not catch any of that <laughs> but <laughs> i know now and i like the book more now yeah i mean i i liked the book beforehand but and I've heard, too, that her, like, other three books that she's written before these two, like, somehow also tie in. Like, I don't know if they have a character, you know, like, one of their main characters is a side character and one of these other ones. I don't know the whole relationship. I just know that, like, somehow they're all kind of, like, intertwined in some way. Yeah, I really like that because it just, like, kind of pulls all the stories together yeah. a lot better. But it's also nice because you don't have to read them all in order or even read them all at all to understand one of the stories. Exactly. Yep. It's just fun if you if you do pick up on, like, 
you know, reading her books or whatever, but like you don't need it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't know that she like did that either. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I probably would have like looked out for it. But yeah. yeah, now I know. So like, if we read any more by her, mm-hmm. then yeah. yeah, try to figure oh. out what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like because I mean they're all well the two we've read are taking place in Minnesota, and we love a Minnesota author. And so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway. Yeah, so back to the engagement party. Um, They have this, like, weird – it's not weird, I guess. It's cute. But, like, this, like, catchphrase thing. Like, he has to say some kind of catchphrase. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. He has to say some kind of catchphrase to, um like, escape an awkward situation or just, like, whenever he wants to escape. And mm-hmm. it's always, like, this weird catchphrase that they choose. And um, so he says this catchphrase at the engagement party. And so he's able to like escape and go like off on his own. And Brianna was like going to meet him somewhere so they Mm -hmm. could like get some like alone time. And Amy, his ex, follows him. And they start like having a conversation about how she doesn't think that Brianna is like right for him and that she's just using him to get the kidney. And it's just kind of like wrong about everything like all his suspicions of her um but brianna is in the room like next door and she like catches like parts of that conversation and she thinks that jacob is still in love with amy and he's actually like told her that too that he still loves amy but he didn't like clarify that he like loved her more like a sister and not like a significant other yeah, it's not Which like super can... clear the delineation between love and just like caring about her. Yeah. Which I thought was weird when he said that to her because he was like already attracted to her. Like you could tell that he like liked Brianna at that yeah. point. But it's like their communication is so off at times. Like, yeah. Clarify. Like <laughs> I know. Like if you really like somebody or you like are starting to have feelings for somebody, you don't like go to them and you're like Oh, yeah, I still love my ex. Yeah. Like, like, or like even just being like, I still care so strongly for my ex. Like, you don't really say stuff like that, even if it's true. You're just like, I don't mm-hmm. want to give this person the wrong impression at all. Well, that, but if you really think like you have to say that just because you want to be like 100% honest, like, be like, like clarify that and yeah. say like, but I don't love her in that way. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a typical guy. You know how like guys just like don't really think too far into things, you know? <laughs> I'm stereotyping the shit out of them, but like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They just like don't analyze stuff like women do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here come all the men in the comments. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> no, if you're a good communicator so good. as a guy, like, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Great. We love that. <laughs> yeah. We want that. Yes. Um. But yeah, so she just catches like the tail end of their conversation. And then so she's like putting walls up at that point because she's like, he still cares about his ex and she's starting to get feelings for him. Um, so they basically like leave, like not really talking to one another. And she's kind of like mad and he asks her out on a date and she says no. And then she's kind of just like putting him down. Like, you know, this is not real. Like we're just pretending blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like leaves him kind of like holding his heart in his hands sort of thing. Um, yeah which I was kind of like I mean again it's the miscommunication trope like we're meant to like be like oh no like 
just tell them how you feel. But like literally it's like these two like don't communicate very well. Like neither of them can like tell the other straight up like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like if they just like talked about it or if she just like brought it up for a second, like, hey, I I overheard you guys. Like, do you still care about her? And he would have been like, no, not like I, that. Yeah. I think the most annoying thing about that too is like their communication style is like how old they are. Like yeah. they're old enough to know like you got to start communicating, you know, like they're in yeah. their like late 30s, wasn't it? Or something like yeah. that. They like, both have had serious relationships in the past. Like, yeah. She was married for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like, but then again, if they did communicate like how they should have, then there wouldn't be a book or right. the rest of it. It's so. just part of the, the conflict in the story. Definitely. So Brianna's like pretty torn up just thinking that Jacob's in love with Amy. So she mm-hmm. goes to visit Alexis and she like goes there that night. Mm-hmm. And the next, I think it was like the next day, Jacob like calls her, texts her or something and asks to like come. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just like hang out there. Um, and while visiting, they get locked in the bedroom. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> one bed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So nothing really happens though. It's just like they're cute in there where they like don't they crack open like a bottle of whiskey or something and they drink the whole thing and they just like talk. Yeah. And she like admits drunkenly that she like loves him too. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. I just really big fan of like this relationship and like how believable it is. Just like all the things that they I mean granted like locked in a bedroom like come on you know Mm -hmm. like but but the fact that they take that and kind of like build a deeper like friendship foundation which is like huge in a relationship like it's it's not like surface level at all you know yeah at least it wasn't like the locked in the bedroom trope where it's like they obviously hook up like at least they didn't hook up because that would have been like okay like Mm -hmm. that's too obvious yeah you know yep I agree um so then after that like uh Brianna attends like the bachelorette party for Amy and like that was uncomfy for her. Like I don't think she was like really vibing with any of like the girls there. Mm-mm. Um, but then like Jacob shows up and they have like their first like sexual encounter, where they literally like hook up down on his parents' like couch in the basement. Yeah, that was gross to me. No, <laughs> it was like a quickie on the couch in their parents' house. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think of it? <laughs> You know, I don't think it really bothered me that much. Really? Yeah, I think I was just kind of like waiting for it to happen because like just the buildup between the two of them was like coming to a head. Well, they were still like connected when the sister like walked <laughs> down. I thought that was disgusting. Yeah. Well, and the reason why they were down there too, I should mention, is how like Amy announced that she was pregnant to like everybody at the party and Jacob like was there and he like took off. So, of course, like Brianna's like, oh, he's all upset because the person he loves is, like, been knocked up by his brother. Mm -hmm. And then they have, yeah, they just, like, are comforting each other and then they, like, hook up. And then she feels really guilty about it after because she's like, oh, my God, I was just, like, you know, I was just there. Like, yeah, she doesn't think that he really wanted it because it was her. I know. And, like, this also, like, goes back into, like, the miscommunication thing where Mm -hmm. he was actually upset that she was, like, texting her friend Levi 
constantly all day when she actually was really texting Alexis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he thinks that she likes Levi and then she thinks he likes Amy and it's just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I mean, in like a real world setting, if these people were good at communicating, you think they would be like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. I think like they just go back and forth so much. Like it was starting to like get old at this point. Yeah. Just because they were so up and down the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's probably why I was a little more annoyed with it. Yeah. But. Well, kind of like the last big like twist in this book is like how um, Brianna, like Brianna, she finds out that she's pregnant like not long after this. And she's still, like, not sure about Jacob and, like, where he stands and vice versa. Which is due to her past and, like, having men leave her, her father left her. Yeah, she definitely has, like, trauma, which we learn, like, she needs to work through and, like, go to therapy. So definitely not, like, knocking her behavior in that sense. Like, I understand why that's the way it is. Definitely. But you just want to scream, like, shake her, like, oh, my God, like. He's a good guy. Yeah, like, he's gonna. He's not gonna leave. He's gonna stick around for you and the baby. But she's just like, I'm gonna do this on my own, and yeah, just kind of like ends it. And and so yeah, that I think that part was really frustrating to me, just because at this point, like, and again, she doesn't see things the same way we do, because she's just broken from her past. That her her brain's like. I think it, they say that in the book, like it's lying to her, like yeah. trauma lies, and so she's like you know, not seeing what we as readers see. So you just want to be like, oh my gosh, like you couldn't ask for a better guy. Well, I think like even because like her mom would like feed her this stuff too, like never trust men. They'll just leave you and like all these like little tips that she would give her, like make sure it's your name on the house and like Mm -hmm. don't take his last name. And like even her mom was coming in and saying like, this is a good one. Yeah don't let him go and she still didn't believe it even though her mom like growing up always told her all these things like you'd think like if your mom is seeing this mm-hmm. then maybe you should maybe take a step back and yeah. believe her you know mm-hmm. Jacob the surgery day is like coming um they both go to Mayo Clinic to do the surgery for um the kidney transplant and Jacob kind of tries to win Brianna over um, as like a last stitch effort and gives her his journal that he has been writing in throughout mm-hmm. the book um, to read while he's in surgery. And so like while she's reading this, she's like kind of like realizing like, oh yeah, like he actually like means it when he like says mm-hmm. all these things and that he's going to stick around and everything. Do you have anything else to like add? No, I mean, really. I liked this ending. It's like a full circle moment to mm-hmm. like when they were writing each other letters and then yeah. just like the title of the book, like it just, it puts a big bow on the whole thing. Like it just is perfectly yeah. crafted. Tied it all so, together. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they pretty, that's pretty much like it. They live mm-hmm. happily ever after after this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. They like have their baby. I think they get married or engaged or something. Yep. Um. So yeah. Happy yep. ending. Mm-hmm. We love it. So what were your opinions on, like, the side characters for the book? Yeah. Um, I really liked his family. Like, we were kind of talking about earlier just how quirky and funny they were. Like, that's what's so great about, like, Abby Jimenez and, like, her writing style is she makes, like, 
on characters that aren't just like bland with basic personalities like they're different in their own ways and so Mm -hmm. like I really enjoyed reading about his family I mean her family seemed great too like her mom was like literally like oh my god you give that man like anything he wants sexually even like just because like he was just so wonderful and and like you said like the mom was like all for Jacob Mm -hmm. um and like her brother you know like obviously he was going through a lot with like his diagnosis um I like appreciated it's not great to read about people with real problems but that's another thing that I like about this book is these people have real problems like yes they aren't just like little things that they're really hung up on it's like they're going through a lot and so like that's a very real world scenario too Mm -hmm. um reading about that so yeah I agree um the Alexis and Daniel kind of tie back was fine. I mean, I didn't need it, but like p- picked up on it and I thought it was fine. Um, I did like them in the first book, but I will say that I like these characters better than part of your world. I I have I agree with that too. What about you? Yeah, I pretty much like everything you just said. Um, his family was great. My favorite character in his family was the grandpa. He was hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also liked, I can't remember her name, but the other co-worker that she had. I think she was like an OB or something. Jessica. Was it Jessica? She was the bitch in the other book. Oh, really? I oh, I liked her in this I book. I think so. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, I liked her in this book. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. She was just kind of like straightforward, says what's on her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. That's so funny because I hated her in the other book. <laughs> well, I hope I'm getting that right. I'm pretty sure it is. It would make sense because she was a bitch in both. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, I liked her in this one. I thought she was funny. Um, Yeah. I mean, pretty much like what you just said. Yeah. Like they all have like real problems instead of mm-hmm. like I've read so many books where it's like the stupidest issues that like can be easily resolved or like they're just being like childish about it and like these are like actual problems let's discuss the tropes in the book Mm -hmm. so the first obvious one would be the enemies to lovers how they start out like basically hating each other in the beginning like um until you know they kind of realize like oh you're really not that bad Mm -hmm. yeah and then there's like the fake dating Mm -hmm. that one's another obvious one um I like we said before, like I like how she did this one. I think yeah. it was better than others that I've read. Yeah. It had a valid reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, their reasoning behind like, you know, pretending to date and put putting people through this was like very realistic. Yeah. So yeah, definitely I I definitely give brownie points for that. Mm-hmm. Um other one is the one bed. <laughs> like conveniently locked in a bedroom together. Yeah. I think trapped is one too. Isn't that like a trapped um, communication or no, sorry, trapped trope? Yeah, I think so. There's so many, like honestly, yeah. I don't even know all of them. I know there's like, you know, like something like that where they're like stuck in an elevator together or something like yeah. forced proximity. Oh <laughs> yeah, there called. it is. <laughs> trapped. Yes, that's definitely one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Forced Came proximity, one bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I know you said earlier, I don't know if it was when we were like talking before the podcast, but like mm-hmm. how you didn't really like care for that scene. 
I mean, I feel like it was done better than like some that I've read. But yeah, yeah I mean, I feel like it just kind of also came out of nowhere. Like, oh, all of a sudden the door is jammed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the author definitely knew what she was doing here. Yeah. Like she was, she was going for it with these tropes. Mm-hmm. So for sure. I know. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um, I also think miscommunication is a trope too. Just and that comes up a lot in like romance books where they can't talk it out or like somebody you know earlier like in this book where they hear a certain thing and they they perceive it a certain way. You know that does happen in the real world too, where mm-hmm. you, where you think something is one way when it's really not, and definitely. Um, and then their lack of communication just makes it so much worse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, there's probably other ones too that I don't even know are tropes, yeah, but this book insane. is trope filled for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, what are your final thoughts? Did you like it? I did really like it. Um, I am usually not one for like this genre. I mean, if our listeners have heard some of our earlier episodes, you know, like the whole chiclet, like romance, like is kind of hit or miss for me. Um, I really liked this one. I just, like I said earlier, I felt like their problems were very real. I was very on board with their fake dating reasoning. Um, I loved the characters. Like, they were so quirky and fun to read about. Um, plus, like, we love a Minnesota-based book. Oh, yeah. I mean, we both live in the Twin Cities, so, like, that's always fun. Like, she was even mentioning, like, areas of Minnesota that, like, they would travel to in the summers mm-hmm. or things they just like to do. Like, Jacob's got a cabin. Like, what more could you want from him? Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um I'm actually kind of torn if I would give it a four or four and a half. Really? Yeah. yeah. I. You know what? I be nice. Give it a four and a half. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um. I really liked it too. Mm-hmm. I also liked part of your world as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I would definitely read more books from this author, not just because it's like, is she based in Minnesota? I think she lives in Minneapolis. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um. I live in Maple Grove and Nadia Cakes is in Maple Grove and I've had it a lot. So like I'm already like a stan. So yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I think she, it's very well written. She's a very good author. Um, like we mentioned earlier, like the real problems are actually like nice to finally like read about. Cause there's just so mm-hmm. many books out there um, that have dumb plots yeah but you're just like come on yeah and especially like in romance yeah there's just a lot that it's like hard to read but yeah overall i liked it i would give it probably four and a half too nice yeah that's good it's a good rating yeah have you read anything else recently oh what have i read um I just finished Ninth House by Leigh Bardugo. Um, she also wrote like uh, the Shadow and Bone series. Have you seen those before? They're young adult. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like um, I've heard of those when I was younger. Yeah, I I don't think they're like super old or anything. Oh, but, really? Um, they're young adults and then there's a Netflix show on them too, which is actually pretty good. Like I I didn't read the books, but like, 
I watched the show like a year or two ago. Is the, the show first- called that? Should- yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I've seen then. Yeah. I haven't seen the show, but like I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first season like when it came out and I, I still need to watch the second one. Um, But like liked the show and I didn't have a desire to read the books just because they're YA. That's always mm-hmm. kind of iffy yeah. for me, but liked the show. Um, But this, so Ninth House is like her adult series. Okay. Um, And it was pretty good. Uh. I I was missing like some of the romance that so many of these fantasy books we read have like such a big romance plot, but it didn't, it wasn't a romance book. It was just straight up fantasy kind of sci-fi, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the main character, she has like a tough background and she gets discovered for having like the ability to see ghosts. So she's like brought in to like be kind of a, she like oversees or like helps kind of like making sure that the secret societies at Yale like are following the rules and like going about their rituals a certain way. So it's kind of like in that sense, like, you know, there are all these different societies do like different things. Like some of them can like, um, like they, this is kind of morbid actually. They like cut open bodies and then they're able to predict like stock market, like trends and stuff. Like it's called press prognostication where you like 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 you foresee things okay so they do all these like they all kind of have like different things or like there's another one where they can like morph into animals and stuff so it's kind of cool like reading about all these different like secret societies and like the things that they do but so her and like a few other students like their job is to like go to the rituals and make sure like everybody's following the rules like nobody's getting hurt and then two, like keeping the ghosts away because they mm-hmm. can like interfere. But so, anyways, like the plot was just really interesting. Like I just really liked reading about that stuff, and it yeah. was like a mystery because like there's a death, and they're trying to figure out if these like societies are vo- involved or not. Um, so yeah, that one was really good. Um, I would give that like a four and a half. That sounds really interesting. How many? It, you said it's a series. Yeah. So I just got the second book in the mail. Uh, it's called Hellbent. Okay. Oh, that sounds so familiar. They're both on Book of the Month. That's actually where okay. I've been getting them. Like they were add-ons for me. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm going to read the second one. I did hear that the second one's not as good as the first. So I'm like a mm. little like hesitant. Like, oh no, like I hope I like it. But yeah. um, I'm still going to read it and and it's a really good series. So if you want to borrow it, I have them. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I read recently. What about you? Nada. Nada. That's okay. Been busy. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to start getting into these spooky books, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So. We started listening. Me and Nick started listening to Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. which, surprise, we're doing an episode on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, That'll be, like, our first spooky season book, like, end of the month. And then we're also going to talk about the movie. Yeah. It's going to be a bonus episode, so. Mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to be a surprise, but I just spoiled it. But anyway. that's okay. No so you know, if you don't read the book, but you've seen that old classic horror movie, Rosemary's Baby, we are going to also be doing an episode on that too. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Next week, we are going to read "Glow" by Raven Kennedy. This is the fourth book in the Plated Prisoner series. And um, we will be taking a break from that since the other one doesn't release, I think, until like December. December, yeah. Yeah. So we will have the fifth one um, lined up for next year. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So join us every Wednesday. We will be posting a giveaway video. We did finally reach 100 subscribers Yay. on YouTube. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We'll be posting um, a giveaway video so you guys can go check that out. Um, it will just have all the rules for the giveaway, how to enter. And again, we're giving away the um, fourth wing. Mm-hmm. By Rebecca Yaros. Yeah. So go check that video out. It will be up. We're going to try to get it up this weekend. Mm-hmm. So probably Saturday or Sunday. Um, we'll post it on all of our socials. And the giveaway will like take place on YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. All right. We will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.